Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. GI GGS No Roderick Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? It's opinion I respect your opinion Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me But in my mind I'm better than him I do it again I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Gigs on Football. This is episode number eight. We are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, as you well know by now, home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel and click the bell for notifications. Helps us out a lot. And of course, drop a like on the video. Helps us get up that YouTube algorithm. And uh, if you prefer your podcast in audio format, we are, of course, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. You can find this show as well as all the other shows produced by Ace Podcast Nation at the Sports Social website. And they've all got their own little uh, their little website uh, for each show. But um, just as we wait for any... Uh, any latecomers and stragglers to join us. Uh, a little update on our charity Super 6 uh, League. Ace Podcast Nation is uh, supporting a charity Super 6 Predictions League this year. We are supporting two great charities, the Maggie Centre and, of course, Mind Mental Health Charity. Uh, and with the update, so far we've raised £816 for charity. 
We've also got £550 to share between the top six players come the end of the season. But uh, Rodri finally remembered to do his midweek predictions and he has topped the celebrity table along with Jeff Stellin and Gavin Gordon. But uh, in the main league, Mark Hector topped the round on 19 points with Paul Dale and James Costley not far behind. For the season's rankings, Franco is back on top. But Jason Payne has been quietly moving up the table and is eyeing up the top spot. The next round starts tomorrow, 3 p.m. So get your predictions done. And of course, uh, if you if you're not a part of that predictions league, get involved, raise some money for charity. Um, you can go up against myself, Rodri, a load of other ex-footballers, and of course, a load of the viewers and the peeps. Uh, contact Will Malyush, who will be in either the YouTube or the Facebook chat. I think he's in Facebook tonight. Um, and, of course, there's links in the description as well with the group and everything. You could just send Will a message, get involved. But, as always, delighted to uh, welcome back for another week my co-host, the legend. It is ex-Salford City winger and manager, Mr. Rodri Giggs. How goes it, my friend? I'm all right, you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. We were we were late tonight, and it wasn't because either one of us was running late. It's because we were too busy talking about plans and stuff. And uh, so there we go. It's all good. Exciting times, mate. Exciting times. But uh, an interesting week, my friend. It was uh, a lot of stuff going on. Um, the Newcastle's new owners did not mess about. Bruce gone. We said it was going to come, but did we expect it this quickly? Um. Pretty much, you know, they're probably giving it this thousand game because they're not total. Yeah, I don't want to say what what, what I say, but yeah, mm. um, no, but the, no, the writing's on the wall. But you know, why drag it out? We know what's going to happen. And it, by by looking at it, he was looking. It's probably affecting his health. It oh, can't be nice, you know. It, sorry for it. It like can't that. be nice. He's a, he's a Geordie, and he is a really nice fella. You know, I've met him a couple of times, so. Yeah, it's a shame, but, you know, that's football. He gets a nice payout. And, you know, once the dust settles, I think, you know, he'll come back into football. It's a bit raw to me. He's a time away and, you know, get a good project to come back into and get back into football. Because, like one of the managers said uh, on the TV this week, you know, you know, don't manage a thousand games. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So I think he's done know, a pretty good job, mate, at Newcastle. Yeah, like, he's, not done, a, he's, done a, he's done a really good job, but... mate. He's done a really good job. It's part because his John was, was was with Sunderland. You know, I don't get it myself. He's a Jordy. Yes, he took over Sunderland, but so what? You know, he, he's done just as good as Rafa, and Rafa's a, a really top manager. So, you know, with, with what he's got to deal with and what he's got to play with, with funds and, and the ability to bring players in, and you know, he's he's had. A, He's been unlucky as well with injuries, so yeah. But it's a shame, and, and you know, hopefully once the, the dust settles, you know, a nice project comes along and he'll get back into management. Because, like I say, you don't do a thousand games if you're a mob. No, no. I thought actually Newcastle played all right last weekend as well. Um, by all accounts, he seems to be very popular with the the the, the players, the other managers. It's only the fans of Newcastle which didn't seem to take to him. Um, I do feel I felt sorry for him, and like you said, he looked rough as hell, mate. Um, in that one interview I saw, like it looks like the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, maybe have really uh, been weighing quite heavily on him. Like he knew, he knew 
you know, he's not stupid. He, you know, he's a bright man. He knew that we, um, you know, he knew that he was going to get sacked. And we all knew it was coming. Perhaps we thought it would be end of the season or something like that. But ultimately, if they want to make, if they want to spend big in January, then it makes sense to get their new manager in before Christmas so he can have a look at the players, have a look at what he wants and who he thinks is going to be good enough to compete with these bigger names coming in. The money's going to be spent. So I, 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 from a football and a business point of view, I do get it, but it did feel like no matter what he did in the games that he was in charge, well, from when they took over, it didn't really matter. He, he wasn't their man, so he wasn't going to stay. No, we've seen it so many times. When new owners come in, they, they ultimately want their own man. And, you know, like I said, they've been been kind and given him his thousandth game. But, you know, he's probably one that he doesn't, you know, it's, it's not one that he'll like to remember because, you know, he's getting booed off his own fans and all yeah. the, the crap that comes with that, the abuse. And it's just, it's just not, you know, most of him are talking, who I see talking, who are commenting and criticising, these are just local fans or just, just normal fans and saying you don't know anything about tactics. What the fuck, what the hell do you, does this normal fan know about tactics? You know, they play a game of FIFA or play a game of championship manager and suddenly they're Pep Guardiola. So it's frustrating. Like I say, I'll go back to you don't do a thousand games if you're a mug. These Newcastle fans proper wind me up. You know, they're a big club, they do, they do this and they do that. You know, well, they're going to get it now, but they have to pay for it, and that's the only way they're going to get it. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do, and like we've talked a couple over the last couple of weeks, mate, about potential sign-ins, and we've touched on the manager situation, like people like Conte, we thought would or you thought would do a very good job there, as a you know to take them forward, to try and get to that next level, get them in the Champions League, etc. Um, but we also last week mentioned that if Solskjaer was to go, there was you and a few people in the chat said that Conte would be a very good choice to replace Solskjaer. There's been rumours this week, uh, at the start of the week particularly, that United have touched base with people like Zidane and Conte. Will this speed up any decision regarding Solskjaer that if, for instance, if it comes out over the next couple of weeks that Newcastle are in talks with Zidane or Conte or all these different managers, like are United's going to look at that and think, oh, we don't want to miss out on said manager like they did with Guardiola? No, I don't think they're, they're going to go down that line. They're going to give Solskjaer to the end of the year and they've done sacking managers in the season. I think it, it, it gives it gives off a backlash, even though there's some United fans that, that want Mm. Solskjaer out that to me they're not proper United fans you know yes you want him out but you know some of them with the abuse or yeah we want to get beat or get knocked out of the Champions League so Oli goes they're just idiots bizarre, absolutely bizarre. yeah they're idiots they're idiots, they're just idiots yeah apparently um, the former Roma boss Fonseca is in talks with Newcastle to me um, I don't think that's a big enough name Um considering what they want to do, which is, you know, that's mind-blowing to say, in, you know, just a few weeks ago, we wouldn't have said that. But I do feel like they should be, because of the amount of money they're going to spend, the type of player they want to attract, they want to get in the Champions League probably by the end of the next year. They probably should be looking at Conte, Zidane, you know, all these it, different managers. It's, it's like that. It's you, you've got the same thing, though, that they're going to have with a, 
with the top top players. Why would they go there straight away? They're not going to do anything. Not going to They're going to buy into the project, aren't they? Yeah. So they're probably going to do that with their own with a manager. You know. He's, mm. got a, he's got a sexy name. Is he a better manager than Steve Bruce? Probably not. But you know, he's Portuguese or whatever. He's got a sexy yeah. name. He'll, he'll attract some half decent players, and they'll do well. And and so you know, someone else better comes available, so they've got a better squad, and and then he'll be gone, and then they'll upgrade in, into a manager as well. But at the minute, you, need, you like I say, you're not going to get the Harry Kane's, the Mbappe's, all that. You've got no, no chance. You've got to wait, you? got yeah, to wait got till no you're in the Champions League. You're, really. you're going to be looking at, you know, the Jesse Lingards, the, the Aaron Ramses, the, you know, the Gareth next Bale, level maybe. down. So they're still very, very good players, but they'll, they'll... Yeah, they might be able to get the likes of Gareth Bay or people like that at the end, coming to the end of their career, maybe, um, but who can still do a job. We've seen it last year. Gareth Bale, would you want to pay 300, 400 grand a year for Gareth Bale? He's not really investing in it. The only... Thing he's invested in is his country and his golf. Yes, yeah. he likes playing for Real Madrid too, but he gets paid for that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look the same playing for Tottenham, did he? That he even yeah, he exactly. does for Wales. Exactly. Um, it was just like I'm getting fit. I'm getting myself right. Yeah, because he wants to go. Day. And yeah, the Euros. And he ultimately he doesn't seem to want to leave Madrid very much. You know, he's had plenty Madrid, of he obviously had a bit a problem with Zidane. He's not got a problem with Carlo Ancelotti. So. Yeah. Why would you want to leave Madrid? I, some of the fans were giving him stick, but at the minute, the, them, them type of teams need all the, the, the best players yeah. that they can, they can get. I know it's Barcelona have been signing up their young players to new contracts with like one billion release clauses. It's clever. <laughs> it's clever by them just because they're, they're concentrating on signing up, you know, the likes of Fatty and, and the others. Like sign the young players they've got to long-term contracts with massive release clauses. That's intelligent. Yeah, these kids are not, are not going to say no. They're going to no. They want the money. Yeah, you know, they couldn't sign it quick enough. No, um, Rob Boyle there says uh, if I'm Newcastle, I'd go to Eddie Howe first. Do you think because of the amount of money that this uh, the owners have got and how much money they're likely to spend in the champ uh, in the window and stuff, and because they want to get to the Champions League, that does that automatically rule out all the kind of British young managers, the likes of Eddie Howe, etc. Because Ultimately, they're going to be looking, like you said, for like a sexy name from Europe. Well, no, not necessarily, because you know the managers won't bring the players in. I'm pretty sure I'll have someone doing that themselves within the club. And uh, certainly to start, it's going to be the wages which attracts those big name players, anyway, isn't it? Like for a year yeah, or two. But... But, yeah, but it's, it's like anything. But yeah, if you pay, you're gonna you're gonna get top dollar. But it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be exciting who they bring in because they're gonna they're gonna you know, they're going to spend big in January. I mean, it's only like a, a month and a half away, so we're going to see it pretty soon. But, yeah, it's going to be, mm. a, it's going to be John, exciting. John, but... John Sheridan's in talks to take over the Newcastle job. He's had every other every other managerial John job Sheridan. in the country. John Sheridan, yeah. It's yeah, like an right. ongoing joke, mate. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. He, um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, from like... he's from Manchester, John Sheridan. I think he is, yeah. He, um, yeah. Good, fo- good, good footballer, but he's, he must have the best agent... Known to man, mate. He, uh, he just goes from yeah, job to job and fails. Darren Daz Sheridan took over for me. All right, okay. Is that his, that's his brother, is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, John Sheridan was a decent uh, central midfielder for Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday. Really good. Yeah, I remember. But uh, managerial, he seems to be not quite as 
Um, well, he's had a few. He's been around he's come, the block. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been at Oldham a few times as well. Yeah. Like two or three times, I think. Yeah, I think he goes, leaves to go somewhere else, fails, and then goes back to Oldham again. Mm. But there we go. And um, i got to say, like, on the subject of managers, last week I said that if you're going to throw money at something, Jose Mourinho is the man to spend it. You disagreed. Um, are we seeing the beginning of the implosion early from Mourinho <laughs> because he wants the Newcastle job? Why would you want to bring that to your club? You know, people sleep well, on Wayne Rooney as well. Look at how, how, yeah, you how said that to me. I think you texted me that, didn't you? Yeah, Wayne so, Rooney. You know, it's, yeah, he's got shelf life now. He's pre, you know, people, are just, yeah, he's, you know, you can't, as a, as a, if I was a player, I would be definitely pulling him, say, and definitely pulling him, and just confronting him and saying, "What are you on about? You just they're basically throwing us under the bus because we've got we're all in it together." And he's like, "Oh no, that's nothing to do with me." That it's yeah. just yeah, it's just smelly. It's just yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. And he's so, what's he been? What's he been there? The what, less than six months, months, probably four months, five months. Not good. So, like, in fairness, like Roma, like it's not like they lost, like when they lost seven two or something to Man United, was it? Like they lost a glimpse. Um, you know, then that's not a a European heavyweight, is it? So to lose in the fashion that they did is certainly interesting. I think that they um, capitulated in the way they did. But do you think it's like a freak result? Do you think? Mourinho is just not got well, the but same. If it can happen, this when you when you change the whole team and bring like a lot of players that have not played, it can happen. Especially when it's you're just... playing against a, a, a half decent side by the sounds of it on a plastic pitch. But mate, it can, but... It can happen. <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably a one-off. But if it's not, you'll see more interviews like you've seen. Yeah, but the players they brought in, mate, like you got, they had they had um, El Shirari up front. He was like. The, the top European young player at one point, wasn't he? And you had um, Rube Shisho in goals, uh, Diawara in midfield, Kumbala in defence, like some top international footballers, Pellegrini, Cristiante, Mkhitaryan, uh, Tammy Abraham. Like, you're talking, there's some good footballers there. So, like, to lose in that fashion is worrying because normally the first year is the smooth year for Mourinho. So, six months in, taking a pound in like that in Europe is probably... A concern, but yeah, it could be a could be a freak one off. Um, Harry Kane scored last weekend, mate, as predicted by us. But I still didn't think he was very good. Um, you said last week he downed he's down tools. I got to be honest, I don't see any signs that he you were wrong, mate. I got to be honest, I really think he's been poor. And yeah, I thought just, he, bit, he got a goal, just, but he was still shite, mate. Is basically what I'm saying. It'll, it'll just be an autopilot mode, ready for his move, not to get serious injury. But you know that can be dangerous as well because if you're not putting hundred percent in, or you know half hearted tackles, mm. you know you can get injured yourself. So yeah, it's 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 a shame because you know his stock's gone down for me after yeah, this past time. six months. You know he has a, he has a good season. He has a good. Do you think it's affected his reputation, though, mate, as well? Like, he's always been known as, like, the professional, you know, good yes, guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. No doubt it has. Just that his, well, just his attitude maybe be questioned when he doesn't get his own way? Just or... by not turning up to training and, and yeah. 
by being professional, like yeah, it's for the captain of the football club, and then says, you know, you don't know the ins and outs by all accounts. He said it was organised, but it didn't look good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one. Um, we got like a million comments, mate, on the old uh, South Wales derby. I promise you people, we're going to get there and it's going to be brutal. It's probably not as brutal as the show I did on Monday because it was still really fresh for me and I was not happy. Um, and I think I spent like 45 minutes just ranting about it. Um, but I will go to this. We always do uh, any super chats, always get precedent. Um, James, I am James, says, who's a realistic replacement for McCarthy if or when he gets sacked. So that's an interesting one. We've talked about this a lot um, over the past few weeks. So I'll let you go first because I talked about it a little bit on Monday, what I would do. But um, I'm interested to see who you come back with, mate. Well, I think I've mentioned it before. You need young, hungry managers. So... I would kind of go down that line. They've gone down that, yes, with Neil Harris. But, you know, I think there's better candidates out there for, you know, because Cardiff's a, a big, big job. And, you know, Mick McCarthy's pretty much the same and same. And it's not worked out. So they're going to have to fork out by by getting rid of him, by giving him a three-year contract when they did. So, yeah, it's... So... Uh, Chris Wilder watched Cardiff versus Fulham on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it was. Um, and there's a few rumours. I spoke to someone yesterday who said that they're at very least sort of informally chatting to him. Um, he, he, that's he, a, like I think him, that's a good choice. Yeah, someone like him would be brilliant. Would be, would be um, brilliant. Like I said on Monday, that I would bring in someone now um, someone like Carl Robinson, John Terry, these type of young managers, and I would say, it doesn't matter if you go if you get relegated, you will you know you won't get sacked. You've got three years to build your team and rebuild the football club. Um, and I want someone who's a young manager who's going to come in, is going to play good football, play football the right way, is going to unite the fans and the players and the club. And is gonna do the same sort of thing with the academy and the under twenty threes and stuff. So everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet. Uh, GD Parry there says uh, Chris uh, Wilder with Eddie Newton. Um, I th- I'd be ecstatic with that, mate. Eddie Newton played uh, had a fantastic stint at Cardiff back in the nineties. Uh, one of my favourite players. Chelsea, Eddie Newton. Yeah, yeah, he had a great stint at Cardiff in the nineties. He was one of my uh, real. Uh, favourites when I was a youngster. Um, someone just said Hasselbank. I can't find the comment. He did what he was doing a decent job somewhere in League One or League Two. Um, I don't know where he is now. I'll have a look at Burton that. Burton Albion. Burton Albion. But he was doing a good job. I don't know what he's doing now, but if he's still there. doing well. I think he's back there. Okay. Um, I think he's back somewhere because I've seen it. I'm pretty sure he's back at Burton Albion. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. But, but just check. Yeah. So someone in the a few people in the comments said he's at Burton, um, and he saved. I think he saved them from relegation. And then, uh, from what I can remember, he was doing pretty well. Like, but yeah, Burton Albion. So he's a um, good job. Yeah. You know, Carl Robinson. I've seen Carl Robinson recently. Yeah, he was he's another got, one. He's got COVID, so he's out for two weeks. Yeah. Um. Oh, Danny Gabadon and Scott Young as a pair. Like Gavin says, there they did a job. 
when they, I think it was after Harris left, they did a pretty good job. I mean, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure if Danny Gowdon wants to get into manage, the management side of things full time. I don't know. Um, but obviously he does a lot of media. Uh, so you've gone off the Robert Page thing then, yeah? Robert, well, Robert Page to go for Cardiff? Yeah. No, mate, not having that at all. No, I am. No, um, I don't, no, I don't think so. You, you talked about it. A couple, yeah, no, years. I suggested that um, after the Wales job, if like Ryan comes back or they decide to go a different direction, I do think that he's done his reputation. Um, he's enhanced his reputation by the job he's done with Wales under you know under a lot of pressure. Um, but I personally, he wouldn't be my choice. Like, like I know a lot of people are saying like. Uh, Gavin there and Donna said before in the chat like Frank Lampard I just don't think uh, the likes of Lampard I think the wages and the money and stuff would be too much knowing knowing Cardiff and the board and, and the way our football club runs it'll be Tony Pulis because they will think oh he's Welsh and he plays football the same way as everyone else I mean Kelly says there Mark Hudson I think that's a pretty good shout but with people like Mark Hudson, Gabadon, John Terry, Lampard, any John Terry, some... John Terry would be a good show. Yeah, again, maybe the money side of things. I don't know. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, any of those guys, you have to give them a guarantee that if we get relegated this year, it it's not uh you know you're sacked because of it. You've got to give them yeah, time I, to I would, rebuild I the football club. Agree with that, you know. You shouldn't be getting relegated. Uh, we'll make the good if, if they, if, 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 you know. If you if you're a good coach, yes, you're going to do it your own way, but you, you don't get relegated. No, no, I know that, but like, David. what I mean by that is the way if Mick McCarthy stays there, to in my opinion, if Chris if Mick McCarthy is still there at Christmas, Cardiff City will go down. They're already sliding towards it already. Um, if Mick McCarthy stays there too long, if the board can't afford to sack him or choose not to sack him. It could be there's there's going to be a point where it's going to be too much to do, um, and I like people have got to be realistic. The way Cardiff City are playing football, the size of their squad, the amount of youngsters in their squad, they are not too big and too good to go down, and that's why I believe that they should uh, make the change as soon as possible. And that's not saying me saying I want them to go down or or I think they will go down. I think they'll stay up. I think there's there's other clubs who are either in more trouble or worse, you know, not as good, or they haven't got good players. There's at least three teams which are worse than Cardiff. But I also think that it's not unrealistic to put Cardiff in the relegation battle if they don't sort themselves out. Um, so let's have a look. Like, I think Derby, you know, they're going to really struggle just with all the off-the-field stuff. But being positive... Richie says, yeah, but Cardiff are only 10 points behind the playoffs. If you make the change now, you could go the other way. And I mean, you know, we there's always a club in the championship, um, Rod, which makes a late charge, which goes on a run after Christmas and makes yeah, the playoffs. Well, this is, you've, got, you've got to be, you've got to weigh it up. You know, they've got to be thinking about it, thinking, well, what do we do? And you've just got to bite the bullet and, and, and do it. But, you know, before they do that, they've got to have the right person in place. So, yeah, because it needs to be, you know, you can't lose any matches or 
you know, why why you're doing this process. It needs to be done quickly and have the person ready to come straight in and, and take the reins and, and off you go. But yeah, the more they leave it, the more it's just pretty much going to be the same. Indeed. Um, Kelly makes a good point there. She says Mick McCarthy did exactly the same at Ipswich. Um, I had a message from an Ipswich fan this week. He did exactly the same in Cyprus as well. Well, he didn't have time to do it in Cyprus because he got sacked so quick. But I had a message of an Ipswich fan today, uh, Tuesday, I think it was. And he said that literally thousands of fans stopped going under Mick McCarthy because the football was so bad. The results were so bad. Like fans literally stopped going. And it's only yeah, now that they're starting a, to go back. He's one that I don't get. He just keeps on getting jobs. Oh, sorry, mate. I don't just remembered who I said on Monday I would like to take over. And I said Roy Keane. There we go. Because he said uh, on the overlap with Gary Neville that he wants a project where he can build something special. And I said, well, give him three years at Cardiff and see if he can do it. I don't will think he, he would will move he have the down right here. Will he to do that, though? So, mate. Ultimately, that's up to the football these managers, club. These, these managers are all in for these jobs, but they want money to spend, don't they? Yeah, they, they obviously were looking for the. You know, I was watching Robbie Fowler this morning on, on TV. He's looking for a job, but it has to be the right project. It's not like thirty <laughs> years ago where these managers are, are scraping for money. These these guys are multi-millionaires. They don't really not going to jump into something that they're, that's going to be tough. They want a nice, you know. Easy looking project that's not you know not stressful, got a bit of money to spend. It's still a, you know it could be a stressful job, but you know they don't want to go in the deep end, i.e. like a Wayne Rooney, uh, and say no, I'm going to dig it out, and stick it out, and I'm going to come out the other side. You know they all want this nice package, got some money to spend, got a nice squad. Got the, it's, you know it's not always a perfect world like that, so you've got to go in and and, and you know if you you back yourself and you think you're a good coach, then you have nothing to worry about. That's like, oh, my that's my thoughts on, on, on how I would go about it. But yeah, yeah it's, you know. it's um it's one of them, and like for me, mate, I also think one of the one of the attributes I'm looking for in a the new manager is someone who is gonna come in with the same mentality and attitude and view to change as Craig Bellamy did when he came into the academy system and took over the academy for Cardiff City. He decided the facilities weren't up to scratch, the coaching staff weren't up to scratch, the players had the wrong attitude and they weren't looking after themselves, etc., etc. And he changed it all. And Cardiff, Cardiff are benefiting from that, from that now by having three, four academy players in their first team squad. To me, I want someone who's going to come in with that same attitude looking at the first team down. So whether that's Roy Keane, whether that's Bellamy with someone else or whoever it may be, I want that attitude that keeps the standards high every day and expects the absolute best in training, on the pitch, and giving 100% is an absolute basic minimum for a footballer. And too many of the players in that Cardiff squad are happy to coast along and let the manager take the flak. It's easy to do that. Let the manager take all the pressure. Some of those players, especially against Swansea, um, were a disgrace. Against Fulham, I thought we were better in, in terms of they weren't good and it was awful tactics and football and all that. 
But what I saw was the footballers who played were committed and they tried their best. And that's, you know, that's ultimately what you want. And I think um, that came a lot from the younger players as well, like Corwell and that. Um, Gavin says he doesn't want Bellamy. And again, to clarify, I wasn't necessarily saying Bellamy to be the manager. I was more on about the the attitude, the attributes, the the way he changed things to make sure players were, you know, doing things to a certain standard, looking after their bodies, etc. Um, Reese says, Sai, uh, John Eustace, Swansea went after him in the summer. He turned them down. They got their appointment. They get their appointment spot on, so they must have seen something in him. Um, what do you think of that, mate? John Eustace. I've, where did I just... I read something about him this week. I have to have a look at that now. You familiar you know, with him? There'll be a load of candidates up for that one because you know it's a good job to get. Mm. But you know, the first of all, they've got to get rid of Mick McCarthy first, and uh, and see if it, it or see the next couple of games. See if it's been changed. If it doesn't, then they're going to have to do it sooner rather than later. Like um, someone mentioned before, you know, if they leave until Christmas, then you know they're pretty much done. Chris Wilder, mate, I think is the um, as what I got told yesterday, and I wouldn't be disappointed with that. I really hope that um, Eddie Newton is part of his uh, part of his coaching staff or his assistant. I'd be, I'd be. Oh, Chris Wilder, be good show. Happier than that. Sheffield United played some good stuff under Chris Wilder, by the way. They did read when they was it the season, not the season he got sacked, the season before in the Premier League. They were like top ten or something, weren't they? At one point. I think they um, for half the season they were like in the top ten, and then they sort of they faded off a bit towards the end of the season. But um, I'd be happy with that as an appointment. Ultimately, I just don't want to get relegated under Mick McCarthy. Um, and to kind of finish off on the ma- uh, Cardiff managerial thing, uh, Gaz says uh, he sent a super chat and he says McCarthy out, keen in the irony. Yeah, I think um, there is a certain irony to that, but. It's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, Reese says, I don't think it's financial why Mick McCarthy's still there. Dalman was so proud claiming he was uh, his appointment. And I don't think he, I think he's desperate to not get another appointment wrong, which is why they're si- uh, why he's silent. And Cho doesn't mind making comments uh, against Mick McCarthy. Yeah, I think it's one of them. And if, if the chief executive of any football club, like if the manager is their guy, whether it's Ed Woodward's pick the guy or Mehmet Dalman or whoever, you know, any football club, if the if it's the board's or the chief executive's pick, they do tend to get a little bit longer. Just because um, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? It's um they, they, they don't want to look bad, don't they? Game Saturday as well, you know, Neil Warner coming back, so you'll know probably most of the players. Neil Warner could be desperate to watch, to win, mate. Desperate to win, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so I think I wouldn't. Middlesbrough's not a team I'd want to play now at this point when they're playing the way they are and with form the way it is. Um, yeah, so that's uh, what's going on uh, with your. It doesn't, club, it doesn't look good at the, at the bottom as well, does it? Derby, I think Derby. Will, will, so close, you know, isn't it? Yeah, even though Derby, the what Derby have got had. Point deduction, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they had, oh, what was it? 12 six points. points. 12 points. 
Is it 12? I think, I'm not sure if they had all 12 or if they had like some suspended and stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have that now. Um, but it's so close down there. The one thing I think works in Cardiff's favour with relegation is I look at that and I think Peterborough, Hull, Barnsley, Derby, probably Preston, maybe Birmingham. They'll probably all be below Cardiff by the end of the season. I think you're, hope, you're hoping, but then I then, then again I look at it, or if you look at it in a different way, Preston have been up and around the playoffs before. Yeah, but if what you're saying is true, and they're keeping the the, the, the manager because some some certain person has brought him in, and they're mm. just they're just making it worse. Well, they? If they're not getting the right results, and they keep on, you know, keep on with the manager, sometimes you've got to say, well, this is not working. We've got to bite the bullet yeah. and, and get someone in that's going to get us out of this trouble. Because if you go into the first division. That's not easy to get out of either. So, uh, Derby are due to have 12 points deducted. Oh, and they're only on four now. But, Derby are bottom on four. They're only seven points behind. Yeah, but you say they're on four points. Here on the table, it said they've won three games and drawn three. Yeah. Yeah. So that's they, um... They've already had eight points deducted then. No, John seven, sorry. So, what's that? That's, yes, they've been deducted 12 well, they've points. They've already had them deducted. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. Like Cardiff are seven points ahead of them and they've had 12 points. Oh, they've already had 12 and they've got another 12 supposedly coming. But, well, that'd be a bit harsh, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think they'll deduct the, the other 12. So that's how bad Cardiff are. Derby had minus 12 points and they're only seven points behind Cardiff. Tells you everything. Yeah, as I said... And um, Derby have got... Now you've got issues as well. You haven't got a lot yeah. of players. So Yeah. Right. I tipped Derby to go down this year because of the off the field stuff. And yeah, I, I now I, I look I, at that I, I and I think Derby and Cardiff could go down. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think they'd uh, do that well as well, but no credit credit to Rain Rooney because he didn't have to stay there. This he's got millions. He didn't have to stay there and got put with this crap. But he is and he's doing really well. Yeah, hundred percent. I am. Um, I if Cardiff keep Mick McCarthy till Christmas, and I'll say it again, I believe Cardiff will go down. I don't well, see if, how there's if, any if, way if, they can keep him till Christmas. But if I'd the results continue to go and they keep holding, then they deserve to go down. Of course they do. They've lost seven on the bounce, mate. Like yeah, no, no other football club you know, in the I world can put up with that. Can contradict myself there because I don't want like managers getting sacked. But sometimes yeah. when you see it's not working, you've got to bite the bullet. And for yeah. a person like Mick McCarthy, he's not going to change his ways. He's, he's an old school manager. You know, the results haven't been great. You know, just just bite the bullet. But you know, let's let's hopefully he can turn it around. And he gives it gets the time to turn around. But if he doesn't, you know, any manager in the world loses seven on the bounce. People will ask questions of whether they're the right man for the job. And he's lost seven is, games is, on the bounce. Yeah. Seven in a row. It's the worst yeah, run so since 1939. When I was growing up, and I was, a manager told me once that you know a good team will never lose more than three games in a row. To lose seven, that's um, yeah. And what that what makes good. it worse, mate, is he doesn't seem to like it doesn't seem to be get like bothering him. We haven't lost this many in a row since the 1930s. Like. He seems to be so stubborn and so bullish that he's going to keep playing five at the back and he's going to keep playing this dreadful style of football and keep losing. And, and it's just, it's 
something's going wrong on the training field, on the training field, something's going wrong on the pitch. It's just not working. Now, look, we've talked a lot about dinosaur managers over the last few weeks. And in 2021, it's just not football's evolved and football clubs have to evolve in the way they select managers and managers and coaches have to evolve in the way they try to coach their teams and play football. And that goes from the way you treat individuals to the tactics, to the way you train each day, everything, everything evolves every season upon season. Mick McCarthy has not evolved over the years. Jose Mourinho has not evolved over the years. And these are the managers who are not having a great time of it at the moment. And like you say, I don't want to see people getting sacked, but seven on the bounce, like we're in 2021, mate. Cardiff haven't lost seven on the bounce since 1939. 60 years, 60 years. Like, yeah, I um, you've got to be questioning the players as well because, like I said, to you know, lose three in a row, oh, it, yeah. which was like, where's you know, their bad. pride for seven? Yeah, where's the, where's the pride? Yeah, yeah, wasn't I? And I was not happy with the players on uh, Sunday. I there was at least five of them on Tuesday or Wednesday who I thought, no matter what you think of how the the type of football a team plays and and how they play and the tactics and all that, there was at least five or six players on that pitch who ran their guts out and tried hard and did what they could. And ultimately, that's all you can do. And but that's the also the minimum expected from a footballer, in my opinion, is to yeah. do your best. Like, isn't it? Um, yeah. Your team is having a very interesting uh, run of things at the moment, my friend. So you um, you lost to Leicester, then you went two 0 down to Atlanta and came back and won three two. Did the three two mask uh, some of the issues, or is that going to be the catalyst? to kickstart the season? Um, did it mask? I kind of agreed with it. No, we didn't play well all first half. But the first 10, 15 minutes, it started pretty well. But, you know, it seems to like once the first 10, 15 minutes seemed to run out of ideas or not run out of ideas, just, you know, Atlanta got a grip of the game and got into the game. And But, you know, it's still... Yes, this still issues there, but it's just getting the right pieces in the right puzzle, pieces in the right, is that right? Piece in the right puzzle, yeah. So, no, there's still problems there, but there's problems that, the good problems, you've got a load of players there that you just need to figure out how to use them, how to use Ronaldo. You know, you put the ball into the box, he scores goals, and they've not really been doing that. Sancho's not been great, but you know, he's, he's still young and it's a big price tag, comes to a big club, so you've still got to give him time. But, um, Rashford's yeah, back, That's Rashford, looks, Rashford, Rashford looks really good. It's just that the midfield, the, it's that the, central the, pain. yeah, it's just the midfield that's worrying, you know. So- what did you make of Paul Scholes' post-match, uh, like the way he was? He was not happy at all. He was very grumpy. But he said um, he was quite critical of Ollie in that he said, Ollie's just said they've played well in the first half. And Scholes basically said, if you played like that against Liverpool, 
or Chelsea, yeah, yeah, or, no, you get absolutely don't. annihilated. You know, so these, you know, I love Scorsi, but these old players, they wind me up. To is he being real now? Is he just being a dick? Because I, I just don't know. You know. I don't think he is. I just think he's being honest. But I don't know what he, we're talking about. They won the game. They're not going to play like that against Liverpool. It's Liverpool and Atlanta are nowhere near the quality of Liverpool. Yes, they underperformed in the second half, but they got it right the first half. I'm pretty sure in his United career, they've had a torrid first half numerous of times yeah. and they've come back in the second half and won the game. So, you know, is it because oh, his, his old players are sticking up for him? He's gone against the grain a bit to, to, to put him up. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird comment because, you know, like I said before, there's numerous times I've watched him back in the day that they had poor performances and they've come back in the second half and dominated like they did on Wednesday. So it's just a bit negative, you know. You know, why don't you just stick by form and, and he's sticking up for the manager and then he goes against him when, when they've won and they've had a good result. Do you know what? So, you know, My he, face. Good, he could make some good substitutions. Yes, you know, he did. It's just, yeah, the, the, these are the sometimes the, the, they're not a great help, you know. If, if you, if you, they, this is the problem with the, the players of today, they've got so much money, they don't need to manage, they don't need to coach. But back in the day, they probably had to, 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 to keep funding the way they lived, but nowadays they don't. So, you know, these pundits can say what they want in a nice, cozy studio, but they won't get on a, on, a, on a training ground and do it themselves because it's hard work and they've. They've probably tried it before and got the sack or he's left after 30 days which he did an old him. you know mm. like again I say again Scaldi I love Scaldi he's a great player but sometimes he just baffles me with, with you know it was just uh, I don't know so, they won the game and like I say yes. there's a numerous times I've watched Manchester United of old get, get have a bad first half but you know a game's full in 90 minutes they will not play like that against Liverpool because they would get torn to pieces and I know Solskjaer's not an experienced coach, but he's not an idiot. No. I mean, how many times did his, his schools, his United, play dreadful for 80 minutes and then manage to pull out a victory? People in forget tent? this. People forget it. I've been to 500-odd Manchester United games, probably more. And there's a lot of times that they've played badly, but ultimately put it right. And yeah. that's what they did. That's what... Yeah, yeah, if you can't Wednesday, take so... if you can't take a positive from being two 0 down and winning three two, I don't know what you can take a positive from. However, under, do you know, under pressure, you just had a bad run of games. You're under pressure. Yes. the crowd are booing you. You're not getting. You're giving up. You know, you try to keep positive as you're going off at our time. You know, he gets the result, and you know this is when you want your mates to stick by and say, you know, but he's gone against it and gone the other way, which mm. just weird. Well. So, a couple of things. First of all, I'd say everyone's quick to jump on Solskjaer. They were 2-0 down, like you said, on a massive bad run of form. He's given a team talk at halftime. His substitutions were spot on, and they've won the game 3-2. So, just as you criticised him against Leicester and against all these other teams over the last few weeks, you've got to give him credit when he gets things right. And they were better from the moment that second half kicked off. They were better. And then they got progressively better as as the substitutions were made. But you know and what? He when have I made a massive speech, it's not no. rocket science. Just keep it simple. Like 
you score the next game, you win this game. If yeah. you concede the, the next goal, you probably lose it. So let's start bright. Let's come on. We're still in it. We need to get an early goal. We've had three or four chances. And you've got, you know, proper carrots in that change who are probably going, come on, these are, we can do this. Come on. And, and they have. I am. Um, the first thing I thought when I saw Scholes' his post-match thing where he, he was very grumpy, like re- even more so than usual. The first thing I thought was on after Monday night football on uh, on Monday, um, Gary Neville took a lot of stick for he basically said I won't call for any manager's job, but I'll also no, but he's I pretty consistent with that though. But he yeah, but he also said um, something like I won't criticize Oli because he's my friend or he's something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but he took a lot of criticism for that for being you know you're supposed to be able to give analysis and this and that no but, but like, no but he, he could have said the honesty he mate didn't it he could have said something so different guy never was just being honest and what you do lie well that's why i wonder where the skulls did what he did job that's his mate yeah. fuck the yeah. job he's my mate so i'm yeah. not gonna go against him because he's a mate and so you kind of understand it and admire it he's yeah. loyal He's honest. He's loyal. Yeah, he still gives an honest analysis of when they play good and when they don't. I think he's him and Carragher are probably the best two pundits out there. Yeah, like, I agree. But you know, Jamie Carragher's two very good. You know, he had his problems, which everyone does, and he's yeah. come out of the better, better person, better man. Well, uh, and think, you're admiring yeah. for that because watching on that overlap, I watched it a couple of days ago, and you know, it, it, it kind of affected him, but. Like I say, he's, he's come out of it a better person and a better man. So you know, we all made mistakes. You know, it wasn't a hanging offence. It wasn't. It wasn't a nice thing that he did. It was disgusting. But you know, we've all I've made mistakes before. We've all made mistakes. You don't, you don't crucify and hang people for for making uh, silly mistakes and one that they, they learn from. Spot on, mate. Um, but I did wonder where the skulls was going the other way to show that. Oh, like. You yeah, know, that's what I thought. Him. Thinking, wait so, a minute, are you doing that because you're getting stick because you're sticking up from your fault? You know what? I'm gonna go yeah. on tonight. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna go on and give yeah. me a load of shit. Like, mate, you've won three two after being two 0 down. Have a day off. And they, I thought they were very good in the second half. There were so many yeah, positives exactly, to take. From exactly. It. Exactly. Um, I, but I also thought they were not very good against Leicester as well. So, but Leicester are a top side. People forget that now. Like Leicester are a genuine. I think they've overtaken Arsenal in terms of where where you'd place the teams before the season and who you're most concerned about. I think Leicester are well above Arsenal in that. And in an ideal world, you wouldn't have played that. In an ideal world, you wouldn't have played Aaron Maguire because he wasn't fit. But yeah. you know that game has given uh, his fitness to go on to play for Wednesday, and now he's back running again. He's, he's up and running. What, um, you've got to get you've got to get your best players on the pitch, mate. And when yeah. either fit or not. To get him back up to speed, and that's what he's done. And it's obviously didn't work out, but you know they've reacted well. And after you know, like I say, two 0 down against a half decent side who are playing well, and they've come up against it, and they've come out at the other end. What so do you make of this? Uh, you made um, you mentioned Maguire. Um, what do you make of this comment from Richie? He said Harry Maguire isn't an eighty million pound defender. Silly signings uh, from United. Panic buying. Do you agree with that? No. Well, the two aspects. He's not, an 80, he's not an eighty million pound defender, but you know that was the, the, the price that, that he put on his head, and that's what we paid for it. But you know, 
Do you think he's a world-class defender? Pardon? Is he a world-class defender? Is he a world-class defender? Um, He got in with the final Euros, so he's done pretty well for Man United, played almost every single game. So, he's, uh, you just need someone that's half-decent next to him. Yeah, I think Varane being injured is a bit of a blow because they were just and starting to... Gary Nell made together. a good point. He does make some good points sometimes. But Lindelof and Maguire are kind of alike. They're kind of the yeah. same player. They don't seem to do too well together because I actually thought no. um, when they played Lindelof alongside Varane the other day, I thought they those two looked really good together. Um, but whenever you put Maguire and uh, Lindelof together, they seem to... Getting each other's way, yeah. I think they're, they're kind of the same player, so which is you know, they've probably got used to it now, but yeah, it's it's the kind of the same players, they're going for the same things. They say where Vidic and and, and Ferdinand, Palace and Bruce, you know, the different, the different, mm-hmm. uh, Calvario, Terry, you know, Matip, the different, uh, Ruiz, Stones, the different, you know. You, you, you need to complement the, the centre halves. Complement yeah, each other. Partnership, don't you? Yeah, that's what it's all about. Two centre halves. You get a good partnership. You know, you get that steady base, and you're halfway. You're halfway there. So, um, well, as is tradition, mate, to finish off, we'll uh, answer some questions, and then we'll give our predictions for some games for tomorrow. Um, first question, which came in, uh, Rob Boyle said, Rodri. Who is the nicest and who is the biggest arsehole you've met since following United? Nicest. Uh, Nicest to me. Um, I think you just meant who's who's the soundest. Who's what? Who's the soundest person you've met over the years through football? Uh, Probably David Beckham. David Beckham, yeah. They, they, they're all brought David Beckham, uh, Dwight York, Andrew Cole. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Post goals, Nicky Ball. Yeah, yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all what about, um, always nice to me. Yeah, what about biggest knobheads you've come across over that time? What for United? Oh, anyway, just to who you've met within football over the years. Uh, I, I want to say Kyle Walker, but I don't really know him. Mm. Why so do you say that? When I see someone in a nightclub with a, with a hoodie on and a rucksack on. Is that what he's... Yeah, he's just like, what's that knobhead doing in a, in a nightclub <laughs> with his hood up and a rucksack on? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, but I don't really know him, so I'm not going to say him. Um, um, football, the biggest knobhead. Can't really think, you know. Not really. Anyone ever big timed you? Being a bit of a dick that way. Um, Someone just sprung to mind. I saw the smirk. Yeah, what was his name now? Uh, black fellow is married. Is married to a black singer, Jamela. What was it? What was his name? Can't oh, um, Jim. Not uh, no, Jim. No, that was. He was married to Jamela. Jamela. What was her name? I can't remember his name. Anyway, we're in the was in the nightclub in Manchester and it, you know Dying Byfield. Pardon? Byfield, Darren yeah. Byfield. So we was in a nightclub in and Darren Bent, not Darren Bent. 
the other one, Marcus Ben. Yeah, so all these that the, we've I'm in um, a nightclub in town, and it's got nothing to do with that. Uh, I'm someone's brother. I know all these dogs. Some of them I actually work with. So, mm. so they, they let they, they, you know, if there's a queue, I'll just walk in. Yeah, and they'll let me in. So and that uh, and he was like, and he blocked me. Kind of blocked me. I said, "What are you doing?" He was, "You're not, you're not going in there before I am." <laughs> just basically fucked him. I just move out the way and just like laughing at him as I walk up the stairs. So yeah, I don't really. No, I've not really come across anyone really. No, it's been a. That's uh, that's him not liking the fact that he's you're being let in before him, though, isn't it? That that's him. It's such a weird thing to me. That is. No, it's a it's a it's a place where I, I would I'd go every week for about three or four years. I'm in there. Yeah. He, he shows up one time, and yeah, expect special so, treatment. Yeah, yeah it's a weird but, one, it, put his nose out, Joe. So you know, like they rub it in. So do you he want goes... a drink while I'm up here? Do you want me to get you a drink? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shall I get him in? Get him in. Nah, he's, uh, some people, yeah, it's ego, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Nothing, nothing, nothing no else really, is there? No, no not, that can, not, that, not that I can think of, no. Um, what are no, the last time, I was thinking about the other day, last time I seen David Meckham stopped in Manchester to talk to him, and within 10 seconds, there's like 250 people rounding that. So oh, I just man. had to, yeah, it's still is an idea. That would, mate, that would do my netting. And like, you've, You've experienced it with the media following you about and stuff. Like, it would do my net in not being able to just go to the shop and just. Oh, grab yeah, I've never, honestly, any, I've never had to do anything like that. Did you have the but media following you, though, mate? Like, when all that crap happened, but you know, yeah. I, can, I can go a side way, a back doorway. I'm pretty resourceful. So, <laughs> yeah. No, there was one time when I stayed at, when I was staying at Will's. And uh, there was a white van that was following me with a blacked out windows. And, but we, we got onto it, you, you know. You know I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, you could see him. I'm always looking in my mirror, so I know if anyone's following me or anything. So, mm, yeah. No, no. We do my edit, mate. Like people like Beckham, where they oh, yeah, got yeah, literally in seconds, literally hundreds in of seconds, people. It was on St. Anne's Square, and he was walking to Flannels, and he, he just stopped talking. It was literally 10 seconds. And I said, come on, walk to the shop here. So you don't get my video. We walked the shop. My old chap when I was off, and that was that was probably about twenty years ago, that fifteen years ago. Christ. And he led hundreds of people asking for autographs and just photos pictures. And... Oh, just oh, just him. Yeah, just my nightmare. Um, a few people suggesting uh, some names of who might be knobheads in football. So you got GD Parry said, "Thanks for the mental image of Carl Walker." Uh, with a smiley face, uh, Garen Cole says Chris Sutton's got to be up there. He seems like a top. See, I like Chris. I've just been watching Chris Sutton. He's a wind up merchant. That's all. He, is. I think he does it on purpose. I do. Yeah, of course. He's I, he just he likes the yeah. reaction. He's the Actually, most boringest person ever in history <laughs> playing football. And there's something now he's got a personality. Do me a favor. It's all that. He's a wind up merchant. Uh, Joey Barton, what's your opinion, James Costley? I haven't got one. No opinion either way. Moving swiftly on now. Okay, fair enough. Um, so for like, no, you know, I do, I do, I don't know if there's any history there or what. No, 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 no,
a good, friend, actually, of mine, a good friend of mine was assistant manager to him at Fleetwood. Right, okay. So he knows him really, really well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, totally know him. Um, when he came through in Man City, I actually thought he was going to be a very good footballer. Um, I, I actually played with the person who he stuck a cigar out of his eye. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I actually played what was, that. What was that about? Like, do you know why that it happened? Was just a, he was, the kid was a young kid and Joey Barton basically taking the piss out of him. And, mm. yeah, he, he didn't want to get... I don't know what the word is, but basically he stuck the cigar out in the kid's eye. Fucking hell. Jesus. Uh, Donna Perry said, what about Lee Sharp? Top guy. Belland. Is he? Yeah. That surprises me. See, everyone I see talk about him, they always seem to say, like, um, you know, he's a sound guy and he's a lovely fella. I can tell you a lot of things, but I'll probably get in trouble because, you know, yeah, no, yeah, Belland. You could tell me when we finish, yeah. <laughs> um, right, any more questions, people, quickly? Um, what else we got? <laughs> Can't see any more, so we'll go swiftly on to our uh, predictions for the weekend. I saw um, <clears throat> uh, Leslie uh, last week. He he um, he specifically asked us to pre- predict um, the Middlesbrough game, didn't he? And we both got a spot on score as well. So there we go. So we'll um, we'll do the Middlesbrough one again. I think it's the only what, score who, I got. Who was right. that for? Uh, Leslie, that he asked for it. Uh, he asked for it last who was week. That for? Uh, Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> Watch it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Percentage of your winnings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donna wants to know, did you ever meet Eric Cantona? You what? Did you ever meet Eric Cantona? Yeah. yeah. What was he like as a person? Yeah. Brilliant. 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 We, uh, we, he didn't really say much, but when he said something, he was like, so cool he walked in and he was going to um, a cup final and we, the family was going to the train and all the family and the players were going to the to Wembley and we all sat down as a family and he's come in and they're just laying out the breakfast and he just walks past and just walks past us bonjour enjoy me <laughs> <laughs> just the way he did it <laughs> things like he did loads of things like that like Mum would be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like the sort of guy. And you don't realize how you don't realize how big he was. He was big. Is he really? Like he was what, big. tall or like tall, stocky, like? but tall and stocky. He was big. Yeah, he's a footballer and half. Yeah, one of my favorites yeah. ever. He um he seems like the sort of guy who everyone could be talking in like a big group, but then he won't say much. But then as soon as he says something. Everybody stops and listens to him. Like he seems like just that have that aura. Yeah, he's, he's, he, yeah, he's definitely got. You know, there's only certain people that have got that aura and that presence, and he yeah, definitely, had, he definitely had it. Definitely had it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kate Child says Yazoo should supply Rodri with free milkshakes for free. Yeah, no, yeah we got small. We got small. We got small ones today. I'm on the water. Yeah, we need um, we need some. Uh, Come on, get it in. No more free promotion. Um, 
People want to know your opinion on all these different people. Uh, Rhys David Evans says, biggest annoyance for me are footballers like Ravel Morrison. They've got all the ability in the world, but mentally just can't hack it and throw away what is uh, an unbelievable talent. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Obviously, I didn't play for Man United, but you know, I could have easily been as, as good as Ryan, if not better. But you know, sometimes you just don't. He's different because he grew up in Moth Side. And if you, that person seen where he was growing up and who he was hanging about with, yeah. he was hanging about with shooters, killers, mm. drug dealers. They were his friends. That's who he grew up with. So he kind of got in the wrong crowd, which is easily done. And yeah, it was just wasn't really committed, just a natural footballer, just talented. But yeah, it's just head was just all over the gap. Gotta be difficult when you're that young and young, you've got like all your friends are into all that sort of stuff. It's gotta be difficult, right? To have to to have the focus and the concentration yeah, to go think training. Someone like that, it. it's probably the best thing that you know you sign for someone like away from know, Manchester, like Newcastle, or you know, somewhere away from home, yeah. Mm. But you know, he was a Manchester lad, and you know, the talent he had, why would he not play for Manchester? Why would he go somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. And you can see why they tried to stick with him and get him through it and all that. Yeah, Fergie, Fergie tried, 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 Ryan tried with him, Ferdinand tried with him. A lot of people tried, but, you know, it is what it was. He's doing all right at Derby this year. Yeah, listen, he still play football and he can still play at the highest level. There's no doubt about that. Well, just, we just said in between his head. In two I days, said to you... Uh, when he signed for Derby, I think it was the first show we did. I think I said to you, if anyone is going to get a tune out of him, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Rooney, simply because he knows what it's like to be a young, talented footballer in this era of football. Well, you've got to stop saying young. He's 28 now, so... But you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, lived no, no, I do. I like know, through I the same era of football, haven't he? Yeah, he's just got to get... This, I was reading with Jack Wilshire today. He turned down Derby. At the start of the season, and he might do it. And might go back to him in January. Why would you turn him down? You is know? he on a free Wilshire? Or is he with yeah. someone? Yeah, no, I'm afraid. So he could still sign from now, though, because yeah. he's on a yeah. free. That's madness to me that he would um, not go to Derby and yeah, no. not play for anyone. I did see someone today saying he, Wilshire might go abroad to um, America. I think he should go to Derby myself, but there he's you go. Just, he's just one of them players, unfortunately, just going to injury, he's just going to play his career. Yeah, it's a shame. One of the most talented footballers I've seen play. Mm. Honestly, mm. So I rate him so highly, but he just couldn't stay fit. Um, and funny enough, you know, you just said there about you when you used to play football and like you were pretty good. Like someone told me the other day, um, just someone who was kind of just, I don't know, I think knows someone who knows you sort of thing said um, that you were at like a young age, like teenage age, you were better than what Ryan was, but you know, yeah, just probably, didn't work yeah, out for you. that's fair. That's fair to say, but you just got, just you, got, got you got, you got to carry playing. And I didn't, and didn't kind of get the support. So I went the other, the other way, which is probably mm. the only thing that I'm upset about because it's probably everything now that I go the other way. Yeah. Where then I was like, fuck it. Mm. When where now I'm like, no, I need to do no prove people wrong and do the where now I go the other way where then I was like, nah, forget it. So 
do you, what was it like you just wasn't you weren't committed to it just back there like in the teenage years and that yeah you know as a family we you, we'd go and watch my father play rugby and then we'd go and watch ryan play rugby and then oh roger's got football on his own so he's like you know what for this i'm going yeah. being a dick with the dickhead friends i had mm. which was probably a, the wrong decision but it is what it is. You're a kid, mate. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, I was okay 11, 12 years of age, so. Hmm. Um, Donna says we love it. Rodri's opinions, as is always an honest one. Uh, one Richie. The Lee Sharp one. He's a bellend. Yeah. Yeah. Richie says, um, what about Mark Hughes, Sparky? What do you think of him? Mm, never really met Mark Hughes, to be honest. Uh, great, I great couple. I must have met him a, a couple of times, a few times. So those Wales games and but yeah, he was, you know, Sparky's quiet, isn't he? Phenomenal footballer. Yeah, oh yeah, unbelievable. People underestimate as well, by the way, how nasty he was as a player. He yeah, proper, he, was, like... he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, yeah, he was just strong and he'd just run into people. He, oh yeah, he was an absolute beast. Do you know what I came across the other day? Player. He would be brilliant for Man United now. If he oh gone. God, yeah. Yeah. He was so and he was technically good as well, man. But like, um, well, to that goal he scored, you know, he zinged one from the side and against Barcelona easy, in the cup when yeah, cup final outside of the foot. It. Yeah, it's people not easy to do that running that pace and you pinged it. Not easy. That's exactly what I was going to say, mate. Just before. Just before you said that, that's what I was going to say. I, I came across it came up on my Facebook just a video of those goals. And you don't realise, not just the finish outside of the foot, round the keeper, how wide and narrow the angle of it was unreal. And there was a defender sliding back on the line. He literally had like the eye of a needle to get it through. He couldn't put it either side. It had to go exactly where he went. Another split unbelievable out, out finish, mate. and the keeper saves it. Yeah, it was unbelievable finish, mate. Um, Reese David Evans, same as Nile Ranger, the former Newcastle striker, used to show up to training if he could be bothered. He'd drive three or four hours to get there. He's been arrested a few times. Nile Ranger and Val Morrison, you know, is a bit different. Ravel Morrison was the best young player to ever play yeah. at Manchester United. Now, when you've got George Best, Norman Whiteside, Ryan Giggs, a lot of players, and he's the best that they've ever seen, and that's <laughs> it's a big it's accolade. Big accolade. Nile Ranger, he's all right. 100%, mate, 100%. Um, I completely agree with that. Someone just said, Richie said, there was rumours that Jack Wilshere was training down the Vale. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But ultimately, why would he go to Cardiff and not Derby to play with Rooney, who he knows, and, and there's a few other sort of... English lads there, so I, that doesn't make too much sense to me. Um, be interested, though. We do we could do with Jack Wilshire if you could keep him fit. Right, let's do these predictions there, mate, very quickly to finish us off. Um, we won't go with scores, mate. We'll just go with uh, with the teams today because uh, we're an hour and ten minutes in. Um, so you got uh, Premier League, Chelsea, Norwich. Chelsea, Norwich, oh, no Lukaku, 2-0. Two 2-0 nil. Two nil to, uh, uh, to Norwich, obviously. <laughs> to Chelsea. Um, I'm going to go with a 4-0 a to uh, Chelsea. 
just because uh, like knowledge of being useless. Uh, Palace versus Newcastle. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about Palace and Arsenal game. I thought uh, we both said we fancied Palace, mate, against um, Arsenal, and I think very close to pulling it off. I thought Vieira's doing a great job. What did we have? What did we have? I can't remember. I think we both went for Palace win, though. Yeah, got it. Um, so we've got Palace versus Newcastle, mate. Who you got? Palace versus Newcastle. Two. One-nil Palace. One-nil Palace. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Palace. I think Graham Jones, who's a former guest on the channel, uh, a, he's a very good manager, so I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle pulled something out of the bag there. Everton, Watford. 3-1 Everton. 3-1 Everton. I'm going to go for 1-0 to Watford. <laughs> Just, uh, why not? Got to try it. Got to get one. Leeds United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Leeds United what? Uh, Wolves. Leeds United Leeds. Wolves. Did these play last week, these? Uh, Leeds United Wolves. Uh, Leeds United Wolves. 2-2. Two, two. Sure. I'm going to go 2-1 uh, to Leeds. And then Southampton Burnley. Be interested in everyone else's uh, predictions as well. Uh, Southampton Burnley. Burnley are struggling, aren't they? So, going to go 1 0 Southampton. 1 0 Southampton. I'm going to go with a 1 all there. Uh, Brighton, Hove Albion versus Man City. Brighton still up in the Champions League spots, doing well. 2-1, Brighton. 2-1, Brighton. Wow. Well, I'm surprised by that. But there we go. I'm going to go with a, a 2 all in that one. I fancy Brighton to pinch a point. Um, and then we've got... Sunday, Brentford versus Leicester. That's going to be a cracking game, that is. Brentford versus Leicester. Uh, ooh. ooh I say 4 2, Brentford. Uh, I'm going to go 3 1, Brentford. 3 1, Brentford. I'm going 1 0, Brentford. I fancy Brentford to get a result there at home as well. They're just uh, doing very well. Very yeah. well. Uh, West Ham versus the Tottenham Hotspur. West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. Antonio back, even though both Is he back, played, definitely. Yeah. Both played in midweek, so... West Ham on form, are not West Ham at home. West Ham, 2-0. 2-0 two two West Ham. 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. I'm, I'm going to go... You know, Kane score from the fantasy league. Got a score, mate. He's going to keep banging them in. On fire, I'm gonna say 3 2 to West Ham. Um, Manchester United versus Liverpool. Oh dear, is that Old Trafford? It's a big game. Uh, 1 1. Fence it. Uh, Craig just said after you both said Leicester should be considered a big team. 
now you've both predicted Brentford to beat them. But that's because Brentford, 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 Brentford have been doing too well at home. Who said that? Uh, Craig. Craig, Craig, look at Brentford, you know, home, home record, Liverpool, Arsenal, they're no mugs, especially at home. So, yeah, no, gun Chelsea really, really close. If that was anyone else, I think they would have got a point. So, yeah, no, people sleep on Brentford at home. So, Brentford for me. Uh, Man United, Liverpool. I'm going to go with a 3-1 Liverpool. Not very often I go for Liverpool. Uh, and that's all them. Um, so we'll go then. We'll go. Um, we'll do Cardiff City versus Middlesbrough prediction as well. Uh, it's at Cardiff. 3 1 Middlesbrough. <clears throat> Oof. Mick McCarthy's last game. We'll be at the get beat 3 1. 3 1. After Neil Warner. You said 3 1 Borough, uh, didn't you? I'm going to go with. Um, One all. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't do it. Just can't do it. Uh, One of these, like, look, if I was being honest, I'm thinking probably. I was thinking two, that, yeah, I know what he's going to say here. I know what you're going to say, and you've said what, I'm, what you thought I was going to say. <laughs> no, nah, 2 0. I think I, if I'm being impartial, I think it's going to be 2 0 to Borough. But I just cannot predict against Cardiff, so we'll go with one all. Um, but if you ask, I can't own, say no. I'm a realist. A realist, the realist of the real, mate. That's what it is. Um, Rob Boyle says six nil Cardiff. There we go. That's his <laughs> he's uh, he's been on the brains, old Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Donna says two nil Cardiff. All these, um, all these. Donna's been on the, Donna's been on the old Vino as well. On the Vino, I know, no. All these uh, positive Cardiff fans. Where have they know. been all week? Where have they been all week? Um, Middlesbrough, Warnock's going to be so bang up for that. Um, I'll yeah. be very surprised if Cardiff win. I won't be surprised if it's a draw, but I also would not be surprised if um, Middlesbrough win comfortably. But we'll see. We'll see. You never know. Championship, anyone can beat anyone. Um, guys and girls, as ever, uh, we appreciate your time and thanks for watching and viewing. Please spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family. And of course, uh, if you missed it or if you know someone's missed the live version, tell them to download the audio version. Always uh, always helps us out. Uh, that'll be out a bit later on this evening. Um, so you can download that. As ever, join us and uh, every Friday, 7.30. I'll be back on Sunday for the Danny Batten Fight Show. This week's guest, UFC superstar Corey McKenna is joining us. Really looking forward to speaking to her. So, uh, indeed, another top show coming. And, uh, yeah, it's all good. And don't forget as well, Sunday night, um, 5 o'clock, I think, is out. Uh, is my appearance on the Experience Real podcast with Joe Robbins. Check that out as uh, I have a chit-chat about my life and some stuff, slow of stuff that I shouldn't have talked about. But there we go. It is what it is. Check that out. Five o'clock on his on uh, the Experience Real YouTube channel, and uh, uh, give give uh, give Joe your support, but also you know, help me get good views on his on his channel, so I look good. That's what I like to see. But uh, as always, it's been a pleasure, uh, Rodri. Have a good weekend, my friend.
Yeah, you too, pal. And uh, we'll be back next week. Diggs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again.